Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. This evening I want to ask you to turn with me to Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Now this is a psalm that's written by David. In First and Second Samuel we hear of David's role as king of Israel. And during in those passages of Scripture we read where it came to a time in which kings go out to war and David was to uh, David stayed in his palace rather than going out to war with his uh, with his troops. And as he is there sleeping in and not going out to war like his uh, his soldiers were, he uh, had occasion to go out on the balcony and he spies a woman and uh, all of us are aware of the things that transpired after. Uh, David uh, saw Bathsheba bathing on uh, the rooftop. Uh, he inquires about her. He has her brought to the, to his palace. He has relations with her. David finds out that she becomes pre- has become pregnant by his uh, relations with her. And rather than dealing with his sin at that point, uh, he finds out that... Uh, her husband is a loyal soldier in his army and he calls for him to come. And uh, He, uh, rather than being unfaithful to his king, uh, doesn't want to go into his own home to, uh, to be with his wife after being gone for so long. He is faithful to stay by the, the king's doorway and, and won't uh, go back home. And uh, David tries to cover up the fact that Bathsheba is pregnant by trying to get him to go home, but he, he won't do it. And as he sends him back into the battlefield, he calls for his commander to basically commit uh, murder by uh, putting him out there in, in the front of battle. And, and as the battle uh, wages hot, he says, pull back and allow him to be, uh, to be killed. So... What began as temptation on the balcony uh, led to not only adultery, but also uh, uh, murder in the life of David. And the Psalms are, of course, uh, songs that have been written by David. And David expresses his feelings about uh, different things, different points in his life. And... uh, you can hear the agony in David's uh, uh, voice as, as he writes uh, some of these psalms. Uh, he talks about crying out to God and not being heard, but when we come to the 32nd psalm, uh, we hear about David and his relationship to God being mended. And we see uh, the power of great forgiveness. Read with me if you will. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. 
Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring, uh, through my roaring all the day long, for day and night thy hand was heavy upon me, and uh, uh, my moisture is turned into the drought of summer. There's the first break, and we're going to stop there for a moment. And David says uh, there's three types of sin that's mentioned here. There is the uh, the uh, sin as deemed as transgression. There's the sin that's just basically sin, and then there is iniquity. What is the difference in David's mind and in David's writing? He's saying more than just sin three different ways. He's saying sin in ways that that really compound the way in which we view our own sin. And, uh, you know, when we hear about people that have, uh, in political life, for, for instance, they never say that they've sinned or they've done wrong. Uh, many times they'll say things like, I misspoke or I misrepresented or, uh, uh, you know, any number of things. But all those really point to the fact that they lied or they cheated or they uh, uh, slandered someone else, but they don't admit it. They misspoke. They, uh, 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 they, they don't even say they made mistakes. They, they say uh, things that try and cover up their sin. And that's today's society. Is, is, uh, uh, that's how a majority of people deal with their sin. They don't want to say they sinned, they, uh, they made a misstep, or they um, got on the wrong track, or uh, any number of ways they've adopted today of saying that they've done wrong without actually admitting that they sinned. Here David is saying, look, I know I sinned, I'm going to tell you in all the different ways that I sinned. He says, first of all, uh, he talks about blessed being the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Now, he's talking about how he has found forgiveness in God. And this is, this is important for us to hear the voice of David because uh, remember, David is the, uh, the one in whom God said... Uh, was after his own heart, and so, and we trumpet David, and, uh, because I guess basically we, uh, he's the giant slayer. He's the one that uh, led Israel into the golden age of the uh, the kingdom, and and David is held up as the standard for Israel, and he was uh, touted by uh, all of Israel for generations and 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 generations and thousands of years, David is the one that they lifted up on a pedestal. Uh, but yet they missed the humanity of David, I think. Because here David is, is talking about how blessed he is that God has forgiven him. We fail to uh, 
to have this kind of attitude, I think, many times when we do falter. You know, we talked about sin this morning and we talked about uh, how we can be dead to sin and when we go to ask for forgiveness and that sin can be dead to us and that's a great uh, attitude. But how we treat what we have done once we have gone to God and asked for forgiveness can determine whether or not we turn back to that sin or whether or not we... uh, 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 go on to do greater sin in our life, or we have, or we uh, have a greater relationship to God because we've not only found forgiveness, but we've matured in uh, allowing God to to mold our heart and, and move us into the right direction. Here, David is saying, uh, "How blessed is the one who has their transgression forgiven." Now. Transgression is uh, what we would term as something that is of of a simple slight uh, against God, and a transgression is is uh, David is referring to those things that uh, that were done that that were we call kind of a minor sin. God looks at all sin the same way, and all sin has the same. Uh, view to God as is, you know, murder has the same view as lying to God. But in our minds, we tend to categorize sins, don't we? We, you know, this is a white lie. It wasn't really a big lie. It was, it was a small lie. And so, for that reason, we don't feel too bad about that little lie as we would of going and beating up an old person and and leaving them half dead. Uh, We'd say, oh, those are two severely different uh, kinds of transgressions wrong. Um, and uh, But God looks at them at the same way. But David is saying, let's, let's look at this from the perspective of the sinner. And I think David is going through the whole process of that sin that he committed on, on the balcony. He Here's David and he's woken up and he's not with his men where he should be. That's not necessarily a sin of not going with his men out into battle. But here's David and he's walking out on the uh, balcony or the portico of, of his palace and he, he sees the woman that's bathing. Now his transgression is, is that he looked at her and didn't turn away. He didn't put her out of his mind. Rather, he allowed that image of her to stay within his heart and his mind, and that's a transgression. It is. It was sinful in that he continued to look, and, and he looked with lust upon her. That was a transgression. But then he moved on to sin in that he sought her out and and had her brought to the te- uh, to the palace and and uh, committed adultery with her. And so he's saying, blessed is he whose transgression, that little sin that led to further sin is forgiven, and whose sin is covered. He's talking about now the, the, this, what we would call just a generic sin, a, a, a regular sin. And, and again, I'm not placing different value on one sin or, or a rating scale on this is a worse sin than another sin, but David here is going through the whole process and he would have been 
better off, he's saying, if, if I had just simply allowed uh, myself to turn away from her after that lust in my heart and never entered into that sin of adultery. But is he, he's, saying, he's saying, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. And he says, and there's a break, and he's saying now, blessed also is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. Now, iniquity is a different level of sin uh, in David's heart and mind. And he's conveying a, a type of sin that shows a rebellion against God and His desire. I think David is, is talking about this, uh, this sin of, of putting Bathsheba's husband out there into the fray and, and having her killed so they can cover up his own sin, committing murder to cover his sin and hiding his sin from, from the, 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 the nation of Israel, but more importantly, trying to hide his sin from God. Well, I'm going to take care of this by uh, getting... Uh, him out of the way and and uh, making it look and appear as though I'm t- his his whole plan was to take Bathsheba in, comfort her, and then make her his uh, wife in a show of of generosity by the king to take her in as, as and and make her his his wife so that she would uh, you know we have to go back to the understanding of at this time there is no welfare system, there's no uh, uh, safety net, there's no insurance uh, that we're talking about in this time that we have like today for someone who has uh, a spouse that might uh, pass away at a young age. I remember women aren't able to go out and work uh, like men are in this time. In this time, they're also not allowed to go and to have property. So uh, a benevolent uh, lord or a benevolent king would uh, do this kind of thing in order to care for that uh, widow because of the fact that she is, uh, doesn't have a son that can care for her and now doesn't have a husband. Uh, he's trying to cover up his sin of lust and, and adultery by making out like he is a a good person to try and help her out with benevolence and marrying her. And he's saying this is all not only trying to uh, a sinful thing of what I've done, but it's also in rebellion to God because I'm trying to say that the things that I've done are not sin. That, isn't that rebellion against God? Trying to take what God has clearly labeled as sin and say, oh no, that's not sin. That's rebellious. Trying to clear your own conscience and trying to cover up your own sin rather than allowing God to cover your sin. And so he's saying, blessed is God, as the man who allows God to not only... Uh, um, who the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. And so he's saying... Uh, you're blessed if not only if God has taken and cleansed you of your sin, uh, your simple transgression or your sin or this iniquity that you've had uh, in your life. 
And He's made it as if you have had no sin, no hatred towards God. And what He's saying here is, look really hard at the sin that you've committed as I have looked at my sin. And I realize not only that I have had rebellion against God in this sin and doing this against God, but I have shown a hatred towards God because of what... That's what he's talking about when he talks about God. I've imputed hatred towards God by, uh, in, in my actions. And he's saying you're blessed when God forgives you because He makes, as it, makes it as if you've not uh, done any of this sin and makes your life as if you've had no hatred towards Him. And he said, listen to how he is talking about this. And he's talking about the blessings of forgiveness. And he's saying, listen, when I was trying to keep silent my sin, he said, uh, my bones waxed old through my roaring of all the day long. He's saying, listen, this is, this is what we would call, call today as... Uh, uh, the Holy Spirit convicting his heart. He's saying, when I tried to keep quiet about my sin, he said, I felt the, uh, the force of God upon me because of what I'd done. He says, it was as if my bones were waxing old, this pressure of God uh, to deal with my sin. He says, for day and night, thy hand was heavy upon me. And this, is, this heaviness of God is also uh, God's conviction upon His life. These are the, uh, the ways in which God is drawing David back to Him. And He says, when I tried to avoid this sin in my life, when I tried to, to act as if it wasn't there, I was heavy with grief because of what God was doing to me to pull me back to Him. Now here, listen to the way in which David is confessing his sin. He says, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. So he's saying, first of all, and this is the first step to uh, forgiveness of sin. He says, first of all, I acknowledge what I've done. You can't... Uh, I, you know, so many people are so flippant about the way in which they go about asking for forgiveness, I feel. It demeans what it, our sin has done to our relationship to God and, and how it is treating God. Now, And I've gone over some things tonight that you might already have not thought about how God views our sin. Uh, but, you know, these things, David says, these have weighed heavy on his heart. And he says, uh, and, and I know and understand uh, my sinfulness. And so, He's saying, these are the steps that I took that I was able to, to receive the blessing of forgiveness. He says, first I acknowledge my sin. So many times we wait until we're caught, don't we? Before we acknowledge our sin. Or we wait until God brings something in our life that is causing us to, to not have a good day or not have... Uh, blessings in our life, or whatever you want to say it, however you want to say it, we wait until uh, God puts on the pressure before we want to acknowledge our sin. David says, I acknowledge my sin. I'm calling sin what God calls sin. And he says, not just simply my sin, he says, that iniquity that I had in my life. 
I didn't try and hide that from you because, look, there's no hiding sin from God, is there? He says, I, I, I acknowledge it. I bring it up, for, uh, up to the forefront. And He says, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord and Thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. And so, you saw the progression of David's sin. He had a transgression, then he sinned, and then it was iniquity. It was a simple thing of, of allowing lust to, to enter into his heart and life. Then he sinned in adultery, and then he rebelled against God by trying to cover up his sin by committing murder. Now he's saying, I can not only did I realize that I had sinned, I acknowledged that sin, and I didn't try and hide my transgression. And he says, I also, thou forgave my iniquity. He goes through each step of the way. He says, I confessed each and every one of them, and God brought forgiveness in my life. So, so often, we want to look at the big iniquity, the big sin, the big sin that, that is hanging over us. And so often we fail to, to recognize the, the things that led up, the sins that led up to the big uh, sin that, that we're uh, focused on in our life. And look at verse 6, it says, For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found, Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto Him. Thou art my hiding place, and Thou shalt preserve me from trouble, and Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. And so what he's talking about is, um, he says, I have found... This is the depths of my of forgiveness that I have received. He says, uh, when I prayed unto thee, and he says, um, it doesn't matter what I'm going through, I know that my prayers are going to find you. And he says, the things that are going on in my life, they're not going to come up. And uh, he's talking about waters come nigh unto him. He's saying, basically, there's nothing that hinders my access to God. And when we are in, in our uh, time of sin and we're coming to ask for forgiveness, uh, we need to understand that no matter how much we have done wrong, no matter how low we feel, no matter how great our guilt is uh, that we have entered into because of our sin, God is there to hear us. God is there always. He's when, we, when you reach out to God and pray for forgiveness, He's not going to hide from you. He's not going to say, oh, no, no, you don't really mean it. I'm not going to listen to you. Or He doesn't say, you know, oh, oh uh, now you want me to come and, and give you forgiveness. Now you want me to come and, and take care of you. Now that you're going through a difficult time in your life, uh, how do I really know that you're sorry? None of that comes from God. He says nothing is, uh, is keeping us from God. He said, in, in fact, God is our hiding place. When all the things of life are coming down around us, it's God that's going to be the one that is our protector. It's God that's going to preserve us. It's God that's going to come about and encompass us with His love. 
encompass us with His grace. It's God that's going to be there. He says, uh, David says, I'm going to teach you, instruct you, and teach you in the ways in which you shall go. I will guide thee with mine eye. But you, uh, And this is basically, David is now turned away from talking about uh, talking to God to talking to others. And he's saying, this is how you need to find forgiveness. Be ye not as the horse or the mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held uh, in with a bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Uh, he's saying, don't be as dumb as a mule. In essence, don't don't have to be drugged by the bit to God. Don't don't force God to to continue to get after you before you come back to Him. Uh, don't don't be mute about the things that you need to confess before God. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall come pass about him. And be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for the joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Look at the transition that David has has gone through. He says in verse 10, this is sorrow, sadness, and all these difficult things are going to be visited upon those who who avoid sin. He says, look, I've... I've avoided my sin. I went through a season where I tried to pretend like it wasn't there. Sorrow and lament and difficulties and struggles are coming upon you if you try and ignore the fact that you have sinned. But he says, but listen, and look at verse 11. 11 is the gold standard. He says, but glad in, be glad in the Lord and rejoice. In what? In your sin note. Rejoice and shout for joy because you've received uh, forgiveness by God. All ye that are upright in heart. Those who... He, he's already talking about them in terms of the fact that they've received forgiveness, being upright in the heart. You're glad. You're, you are able to rejoice. You're able to exalt God. And, and that's so oftentimes uh, left out of the whole process when we sin and ask for forgiveness. David says, look, you need to rejoice at what God has done for you. Rejoice at the forgiveness that He's extended to you. Rejo- look, again, as we talked about in, in the book of Romans, this is God's grace. This is what grace does. Grace allows us not only forgiveness, but allows us to turn around and rejoice at what God has done in our life to bring us back to a right relationship to Him. This should be the tenor of our heart when we've accepted, uh, when we've asked for forgiveness of God. When we've sinned, we go to God. We confess that sin. It's a it's a, a step by step process. Tell God about our sin. Tell God about our transgressions. Allow God to remove the iniquity of our sin in our life. Allow God to bring us back into a. It's just like when, you know, so often. We talk about God as God the Father, and so often, really, a lot of this stuff is is demonstrated in our relationship to our own children. When our children do wrong, we we don't like the fact that we have to uh, to get after them and scold them, and we don't like uh, that we have to punish them, and we do punish them. And but then we 
we begin to to have a better relationship with our children when uh, they come to us and ask us to forgive them, not just simply because they've been spanked or about to get spanked, but because they truly understand what they've done against us when they did whatever they did wrong. And, uh, And just as we do when we have our children... Uh, rebuild that relationship with us after we've forgiven them, we embrace them in our arms and we, we take them in and we, we love on them and we help them to understand uh, that we still love them. In the same way, David is saying, look, this is the image that, that God has with us of God not only forgiving us, not only wiping away our sin, but that uh, we come to a place where we are able to rejoice and we're rejoicing because why? We're back in the embrace of God. We're back in that right relationship with God and we can rejoice because we've received His forgiveness. Isn't it a wonderful thing what God does? That He, that he extends to us forgiveness. David, who is a man who... who look, he talks about in Psalm 28, crying out to God... Uh, he's saying, God, don't be silent to me. Don't turn your back against me. Don't turn away from me. Hear my voice. Listen to my cry. Draw to me. And David is feeling that isolation that sin has had in his life. And then he comes to Psalm 32 and he's finally come to the place in which he has asked for forgiveness. And he's drawing back to God. And now he's in a place where he can not only look and see his mistakes, and, and rejoice, but he's able to rejoice over the forgiveness of God and he's able to also instruct his children in how they should live their life and saying, look, I went through this period of time where I sinned against God, but God's faithful. Look, you're going to be blessed if you'll simply turn to God and allow Him to forgive you. And he, he says, this is how you do it. And this whole psalm is basically a reciting of his experience so his children can understand the steps they need to take when they find themselves apart from God. He's saying don't stay away from God, but rather understand you can receive blessings when you have forgiveness and you can rejoice when you're back in the embrace of God. And for so many Christians... We take sin in in one of three ways. Either we just ignore our sin and we act as if we've never sinned and we just think uh, so little of God that we don't go to God and ask for forgiveness. Two, we're flippant about our sin in that we know we've sinned, we know that we need to go to God and ask for forgiveness, but we go to God, oh God, forgive me please, and then we turn around and, and just go about our day. He says, don't be the one of those two. Be like... The third is like David. Make sure you understand how your sin is, is, is a rebellion against God, that you've turned your back against God, how it pains God, how He's yearning for you to come back and He's placing His hand upon your life to bring you back to a right relationship to Him. And He's saying this is how you receive forgiveness and you acknowledge your sin, you, you spell it out to God and you call it sin, you, and you seek out God's forgiveness, forgiveness of your sins and transgressions, and you don't turn away from, uh, away from God, instead you turn back to God and run back to Him. 
And you'll be the person that can rejoice. You'll be the person that can celebrate your relationship to God because you've gone back into a right relationship with Him. And so, uh, that's the challenge for us today. Is to have the proper approach to our sin in our life. And not just simply uh, say, you know, well, God's going to forgive me. God's going to give me grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, God's forgiven me, died on the cross for my sins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's being flippant about your sin. God doesn't call us to be flippant about it. He calls us to understand what that sin has done so that we'll not sin against Him in the future. So that we'll sin fewer and fewer times because we understand the impact it has on our life and His life. Let's pray. Mm-hmm.